0: Happy birthday, Kyle, from me to you. It's not your birthday, Kyle. My mistake. Darby cast, Wild Card Friday. Here we are, and I think we're long overdue for dusting off our time travel abilities. It's something that the newer listeners of the show, of which there are many, they haven't maybe come to appreciate that yet. They don't understand that time travel is a great weapon if it's used correctly, especially fictional time travel where you bring the correct people back to the correct time and take them through the correct events to teach them the lesson that they need, that we all need, to take our ship and put it back on course, put the wind back in our sails, tack on, tack off. I don't know a done about sailing, but I do know those words. Watch out for the jib, it's gonna smack ya. Starboard, port, stern, bow. Is this a sailing journey? No, but these are directions of a boat and that's important. Time is like an ocean and time travelers like ourselves can be considered navigating the ocean of time. Some of the newer people are probably asking themselves, what kind of podcast is this? And I don't even know if I can answer that or anybody can. People have asked me recently, like, hey, elevator pitch me. What's what's the show about? And I usually answer that question with another question say, what's it not about? Boom, gotcha. You just got caught with your pants down. Starboard side of the boat of time travel of a podcast called the Darby Cast. Would you like a doctorate degree? Because Darby Cast doctors are what we call the show's listeners. And that's not a casual title. That's serious. That's serious. What time are we going to go back to? That's what everybody wants to know. Do we go to Kyle's birthday? When was it, Kyle? No, it's obviously we're going farther back than that. Today, we're going to go to a time period that we've never traveled to before. But I'll tell you what our time travel vessel looks like. That's right. An aircraft carrier that has all the snacks that you could ever want on board. What's your favorite snack? Imagine a room. It's like a good size room, eight by eight. It's fully your favorite snack. Is it Pringles? Is it Doritos? Is it another kind of chip? Is it beef jerky? Is it Go-Gurt? That was a trap. If you like Go-Gurt, turn the podcast off right now. We got to weed you out of the ranks. You're not going to be useful on this time travel journey. How could anyone who enjoys anything out of a tube be in any way, shape, or form a value add to any situation, person, or thing? That's a fair question. And the answer is that's impossible. Right now, of course, many of you are thinking, but this is a time travel journey. Isn't anything possible? And I like that attitude, but that has limits, and that limit is gogurt. But we're going back to Greek antiquity. We are going to hit the high seas of the Aegean. A time of kings and murder and beasts and creatures. Medusa, Charybdis, the sirens, Cyclopean horrors, Cerberus, the three-headed dog. Ever heard of him? Now you have. We are going to visit a time that was serious because now everything's a bit of a circus, right? You look around and you're like, who's running this thing? Who's really at the helm of this ship, huh? Tell you who it isn't. The guy who claims to have beaten the shit out of a guy named Corn Pop with a length of chain. He has hairy legs and kids touched his leg hair. If you didn't vote for him, you're not black. That guy's not in charge, but let's take this to a time when gods and men walked the earth side by side, high-fiving, wrestling, seducing each other's wives. Occasionally, that's not okay, but it went down a lot. There was a lot of sexual misconduct back in these times. Not remotely close to the amount of sexual misconduct that happens now. No, sir. But first, before we zap ourselves back into the past, we're going to take a couple pit stops. First pit stop, don't even need to do any time travel. We're going to show up at Fauci's house. We're going to say, listen here, you little goblin midget. You, sir, get in the fucking time machine. That's how this starts. We're going to go kidnap Fauci. We're going to put them on our time travel vessel and say, you have no access to the snack room. Don't even think about it. You stupid son of a bitch. The Pringles on board here are for heroes. And we need you on this journey just because we're going to heckle you the entire time. It's important. These heroes, these Darby cast doctors, they need an outlet. They need a punching bag and you're it. So step aboard. Ouch! You old demon spawn, get on here. Fauci announces, I went to bathhouses to investigate AIDS. And it's like, is that what we're calling it, Fauci? I don't want to hear another word from you. Do not speak unless spoken to. And then Fauci boards the time traveling aircraft carrier. Beautiful vessel. Painted a nice sky blue for this journey. We utilized robots to paint the time travel vessel light blue. We can put some clouds on it because we want to blend in. We're not there to disrupt the culture. We're there to learn and affect the course of history in a way that is so powerful that the likes of Fauci might even say, I created coronavirus in a Chinese lab because I couldn't legally do it on U.S. soil. That's how astounding our impact is going to be where a guy like Fauci finally just comes clean. He's seen so much, He's seen such powerful things. He's seen heroes doing what they do best and not taking crap from monsters. Who else do we got to pick up? Obviously, Elon Musk. We're going to run into some inventors when and where we're going. And I want Elon to take notes because I haven't heard a whole lot about him recently and maybe he's not so inspired. And we need Elon to be totally dialed in at all times in the present when we come back. He's going to harvest some inspiration and also probably give Fauci a couple dead arms the entire time. Just Elon looks over at Fauci and he says, roll up your sleeve piece of garbage. He just wails on Fauci's arm. Says, oh, what's that? A little Fauci-ouchie? Fuck you. That's what Elon says. So in the time machine, who do we have? We've got you. Expert, demi-god-like abilities to navigate the sea of time and the Aegean all in one. We've got Fauci, piece of garbage, and we've got Elon, great guy. Last, we will pick up a champion, the champion of the modern age. Who's that? Some of you already guessed it. That's right. Tom Brady. We're bringing Tom because why not? Tom Brady is a good dude. He doesn't like tomatoes and I see no problem with that. I'm not a big vegetable guy. I like that he keyed in on tomatoes and said, No, absolutely not. Some people right now are thinking to themselves, like, why Brady? He's too perfect. And I'm going to tell you right now, Brady's not exactly perfect. Have you ever seen that video of him getting a massage in his house when he asks his son to kiss him on the lips and his son comes in and he's like, hey, dad? And Tom Brady's like, hi, son, give me a kiss on the lips. And then the son does it and it lasts for too long and it just makes you hurt. In your soul, it makes you just feel like you ate a go So even Tom has a couple things to learn on this journey. Pretty cool when you think about it. We all have room for growth. So put yourself on board this beautiful aircraft carrier and you're at your command deck because you're punching in the time coordinates and you just give it the old industry standard, beep, boop, beep, boop, and then we're off. whole lot of lightning flashes. As the lightning's flashing around, I turn to you and I say, Zeus, right? And you say, totally. You know a lot of stuff. And I say, yeah, you're not wrong. And there we are sailing on the Aegean. And it's a beautiful day when we arrive outside of Greece. The sea is the bluest you've ever seen it. Fauci has already started lying about stuff. And you're like, Fauci, just, can you save it? Like, I know we can't avoid this. You're a compulsive liar. He's popping off and saying like, the sea is green. So we are cruising outside of Greece and nobody knows we're there because we had our cool robots that, fun fact, were in fact gifted to us by Elon Musk, friend of the show nobody sees us because of our expert camo and we park it outside of the Athenian port. And we say, let's go see what's what Fauci remarks. We're all going to die. Just kidding. We're going to be okay. And it's like, dude, you are not bringing any value. what, um, what's the intention behind the things you're saying? And he's just like, I've served under six presidents. And it's like, I'm aware of that. And that's a huge head scratcher for me and everybody. Elon, smart guy. He's like, hey, we're all dressed in modern cool guy clothes. Except Fauci, he's wearing this Argyle sweater and some corduroys. Tom is obviously in some tasteful jeans and leather jacket elon wearing the same you wearing the same whether you're a guy or a gal you're wearing a very well-fitting pair of jeans that isn't hipster level in the fit but it's form-fitting and if anyone saw you on the street they'd be like that is somebody who doesn't neglect like day my goodness and we're all wearing the leather jackets we look good But Elon calls it out and he says, we need to be dressed appropriately. You look over at Tom. Tom nods at you in approval and mouths out the word touchdown. So you go to a room of the time-traveling SS Darby cast. And you put on some pretty cool Greek-looking robes. You put on the golden hair wreaths that were quite popular back then, especially uh, with the cool people. Everybody puts those on. Fauci's about to put his on, and what do you just snatch that thing straight out of his hands, throw it on the floor, and smash it into a million pieces and say, oops, looks like we're one short. Guess you're just going to have to deal with it, Anthony. You call him by his full first name, and he hangs his head in shame. And so we're all looking pretty good. And we say, all right, to the Athenian port, I'm going to need us to move as a unit and try not to draw so much attention to yourself. Tom, I'm looking at you. Conceal your chin or something, because that thing is going to be soaking togas. Okay, pal? And he just looks at you and mouths the word touchdown. Elon, sharp guy, trying to figure out what the hell's actually happening why he's here, I say, Elon, we're looking for an inventor. We're looking for Daedalus. Some people call him Daedalus, and that's not okay. Elon says, okay, why are we doing that? I said, because that's just what we're here to do, Elon. Like, I don't have anything else to tell you on that. And boy, does he just respect that. He says, wow, you're on a different level. And I say, well, yeah, Elon. And then I look over at you and I say, you stay close to me because you've got a spirit that's mightier than the Titans. And Tom says, the Titans? And I say, not Derek Henry and company, Tom. Let me educate you. And I pass everybody a leaflet of the Greek author Hesiod his epic poetry entitled Theogony, which talks about the origin of the gods. And then everybody respects you a lot because we all take a time out. We read it. I've read it plenty of times, but even I sit down on a rock, let the wind tickle my beard. Because although I've read it, I've never read it on a wind beard tickling kind of day. And it just hits way different. So all of a sudden, everybody's respecting you in a way that you've maybe never felt before. Obviously, in modern day, people respect the hell out of you. But to be on equal footing with the Titans, the father of Zeus, Kronos. What's Kronos the god of? That's right, time. And we're time traveling. So all of this is starting to make quite a bit of sense. But we're looking for the Athenian craftsman Daedalus, who's locked up because he just pushed his nephew Talos off of a building because Talos invented the first handsaw with a fish skeleton. And that could not stand. We can't have that. That's what you do, right? When you've got a nephew who's pulling rank on you and making cool inventions, and you're trying to be the inventor that's showing up and helping people out and being like, I think I could come up with something here. And then your nephew shows up and be like, my uncle's a boner. I can make you something out of a fish bone. Frankly, the kid was asking to be pushed off the roof if we're being totally honest with ourselves. So our entire squad of heroes is with the exception of Fauci, it's he's feeling pretty good. Fauci's going around to Brady and being like, can I get an autograph? Tom almost says yes, but then you stop Tom halfway, and you be like, don't fucking do it, Tom. Don't do that. And then Tom's like, yeah, right. But everybody circles up and say, we got to break this Daedalus fella out of, Athenian prison, because he was wrongfully imprisoned. His nephew Talos was a prick. So we all split up and we're walking around the city. Fauci, no surprises, finds himself in a bathhouse pretty quick. Tom meanders his way towards the Potter's Guild and starts fashioning some really excellent vases. In today's day and age, Tom has no time to explore his creative side, and this is such an outlet for him. He's like, I'm more than just a handsome guy winning Super Bowls, okay? He had a little something to prove to himself, and in the process, he proved a lot to the Athenians around him. Elon cartwheels his way all the way to the Acropolis, communes with Zeus and says, self-driving cars, Zeus. That's the future. And Zeus is like, I'll keep that in mind. You find Daedalus and he's in prison and he's so bummed out. And you console him and you're like, Daedalus, you're a good dude. Your nephew had no right to make a saw out of that fish bone. Let's get you out of here. So you call over to me and you say, how do we crack this guy out of prison? And I say, honestly, I have no idea. You tap me on the shoulder and you say, wait a second, who's that bro? He seems like he could figure a thing or two out. And lo and behold, who is it? It's King Minos in Athens, getting his chill on. The king of Crete is just posting. And you're like, hey, this dude is in prison for all the wrong reasons. And you make an overture to Minos and you say, you seem like a really good dude. Can you get this guy out of trouble? he's like, well, I'm the first Greek king to ever have a navy, if that means anything to you. And we're all pretty impressed by that. And we're like, all right, well, what do we got here? So Minos goes to the prison guard and just beats him to death with his bare hands. Nobody had realized that Tom had made his way back to the group and had seen the whole thing go down. You look over at Tom, and what does he do? Naturally, mouths the word touchdown. We steal the keys, let Daedalus out, and then Minos is like, we're going to go party at my place. Do you guys have a ship? And I give you all very stern looks to not blow our cover. And Fauci's like, we have a time machine. It's huge, and it has motors. Thank goodness Minos didn't know what any of these things meant. So you just go over to Fauci and you give him a wedgie and you say, Listen here, you nerd. What was our rule in the beginning of this whole thing? Don't speak unless spoken to. And I'm so impressed by your leadership. Tom's impressed. Elon shows up and he's like, Hi, the name's Elon Musk. And Minos is like, You're somebody that I'd like to party with. Elon's like, Tesla. Such a good call, right? So everybody takes turns giving Fauci a dead leg. Even Minos. Minos is strong. They were no joke back in uh, ancient Greece. Everybody lifted. So you fit right in. Fauci's struggling to walk to Minos's boat. Nobody really cares. We all sail to Crete, and we have a really good time. Minos is fully stocked with hot chicks, wine, and roasted lamb. Very popular dish. He's still keeping an eye on us, though, because we're unproven. That is until we present him with Pringles and Doritos. And he says, okay, so I see you guys are Kings as well. Elon is such a good dude that he's like, Minos, what do you want in this life? Cause I'm an inventor and Daedalus is like, watch yourself. There can only be one. It's kind of like a Highlander style situation where You get too many cooks in the kitchen, and then all of a sudden, it's a bloodbath. Elon picks up on that vibe, and he's like, I'm a guy, but I like hearing about what things people are into. And Minos, who's shit-faced, he's like, I love my kingdom. I want it to last forever. And it's like, "Ah, no surprises there. We say to Minos, how can we show up for you in a huge way because you helped us free Daedalus and around this time many of you are asking yourselves what was the point of freeing Daedalus in the first place and that's a stupid question because it's obvious that he would be a great guy to hang out with And if nothing else went down in this time travel journey, it would be an immense success, overwhelming success. But Mino scratched our back and we feel compelled to scratch his. And we say, how can we help cement your place in the history books? And he says, I want my kingdom to last forever. I wanna sacrifice a bull to the gods and not just any regular bull. I want this thing to be an ivory muscular beast. I want this thing to get iced in a way that is very tasteful because that's how things work around here. Fauci breaks the rule about talking and he says, I've sucked off more than a few guys in the name of research during the AIDS crisis. And everybody looks at him and Tom mouths out the word fumble. And what a fumble that was, Fauci. No need to tell people about that. Even if that was something that you did back around that time, which is technically in the future from our reference point, time travel. So different. But we all put our heads together and we say, all right, we're going to get this bull for you. So while chanting in Greek, we take our squad down to the beach and repeatedly drown Fauci, resuscitate him, drown him again and resuscitate him and then drown him and then finally resuscitate him one last time where uh, he's not doing so well. And he's like, I can't breathe. And it's like, Fauci, too too soon. Too soon, Fauci. Don't take advantage of that phrase. Okay, buddy. And then this beautiful bull appears walking out of the water. Zeus sent it. And if we're being honest with ourselves, the bull was sent by Zeus for no other reason than Elon casually asked for it. The whole ritual with Fauci had no mystical properties. We just wanted to do it. And we did and everybody had a good time, except for Fauci. Tom really enjoyed it. Mino sees the bull and his wine-related inebriation turns into a nearly orgiastic frenzy. He's like, that's the most beautiful beast I've ever seen in my whole life. Do I even want to kill it? That's a bull sent by the gods. I could show this thing off then everybody would know that I'm the man. And that's when you take Minos aside. You say, Minos, you kind of laid out the roadmap of what you were going to do with this bull. Elon really stuck his neck out for you. We got to follow through with murdering this thing. Then you'll have your kingdom. Elon will be on good terms with Zeus, which is important, so important. But Minos cannot be persuaded. He says, let's put this thing out to pasture and just let it chill. And here's where things get a little dodgy. Minos' wife is a pervert. She sees the bull and she's overcome with lust. Not okay in the slightest, but daedalus. Wanting to be more important and be the best inventor of all. He saw what Elon did. He saw that Elon's tight was Zeus and he got jealous. So Daedalus got together with Minos's wife and says, I noticed you've been eyeballing that bull in a pretty disgusting way, but I'm an inventor. The only inventor around here, to be honest with you. And she says, okay, please continue. And Daedalus says, you wouldn't mind getting boned by that bull, would you? It's okay. Your secret's safe with me. I promise. And she says, yeah, but that doesn't seem like it would go well. Daedalus said, I'm going to make a special contraption that will disguise you as a cow. And then that thing is going to wreck your vag. And Minos's wife agrees to this. So let's pause for a second. You thought there were sexual immoralities taking place in modern day. It's an issue that's been going on for a while, is what I'm trying to tell you. This bull nearly kills this woman in her janky cow costume. And then nine months later, what happens? She has a baby. What have we all been doing for the past nine months? listening to the good stories of Tom Brady and Elon Musk. They have so many stories, not to mention, have you ever heard of lamb and Pringles together as a flavor explosion? When you've got those two things, you don't really need any other real activity because that's an adventure in itself. Minos's wife gives birth to the Minotaur, human all the way up to the neck and then head of a bull and... So many psychological issues. The kind of issues that you would just hemorrhage money on. Sending him to a psychologist and being like, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? And you know, you got to kill it. You got to kill it. What do you expect this man bull to achieve some kind of reasonable sense of personhood? What's his identity wrapped in? Bestiality and that he's a chimera? It's nothing to build upon. It's no life worth living. You're kidding yourself by sending this child to therapy. You should have sent him to a watery grave. So this train wreck of a creature is going around killing people and doing damage. And we're just trying to enjoy Pringles and occasionally beat the shit out of Fauci just for sport. Tom's enjoying himself. Elon is like, life's not so bad here. And you take Elon aside and you say, "I like the pace of life that we're living right now. I don't want that to come off as weird." That's what you say to Elon. You say, "I don't want this to come off as weird, but like I'm really enjoying this." And Elon, he's not some pompous billionaire that's going to shove it in your face and say, I need to go back to the President and make deals immediately." He says, "You know, I'm not having the worst time here either." And then Elon says, can you believe I was married to a woman named Grimes? And then you ask me, say, is that how you pronounce it? And he's like, that's how I've always pronounced it. And maybe that's the correct way, maybe it's not, but what was I thinking? And it's like, Elon, who knows, man, Pringle? Minos gathers all of us and he says, guys, this has been a really good time, but I've got this problem, child on my hands now and I don't know what to do about it. And Daedalus shows up and he says, I could build a cage for this thing. And Elon could have totally built a better cage, but the humility out of Elon Musk to say, I think Daedalus would be the best one to figure this one out. And so, you know, says, yeah, okay. Now what are we gonna do with this, uh, this walking nightmare? It's been going around town eating babies. Daedalus says, I have an idea. Let's make a maze that this freak can't escape from. Okay. Mina says, Okay. All right. I'm drunk. Whatever. Daedalus maps up the design, gets a bunch of lowborn slave laborers from the region, and Daedalus constructs the labyrinth. You, me, Elon, Tom Brady, and unfortunately, Fauci hang out. We chill. The only reason that's unfortunate is because Fauci's there. Otherwise, we would have been having a blast the whole time. You know it. I know it. Fauci's trying to impress Brady and tells him, hey, they made a documentary movie about me. It's called Fauci. And Tom's like, dude, I don't care at all. I've seen the Rotten Tomatoes page before we left for the time travel journey. The critics gave it high rankings, but the audience gave it a zero because you're a piece of shit. And Fauci tries to lie about his reaction. He says, that doesn't bother me. But then he goes off. He cries. How devastating would that be, right? To have Tom Brady tell you off? No, thanks. Labyrinth is constructed. Daedalus is like, I'm a great inventor, King Minos. Could you please uh, acknowledge that? Could you clap? And that's when Minos tells Daedalus, I know you made that cow suit for my wife to get wrecked. And this whole thing, this whole problem, this whole situation is your fault. We wouldn't have to have built this thing had it not been for you trying to flex your inventor skills for perverted reasons. What was that even about? At no point were you like, this doesn't seem right. Minos is really laying into Daedalus, and truth be told, he has every right to. The Minotaur is not yet in the labyrinth, and that's the next challenge. So what do we do? We smear goat's blood all over Fauci, because we're like, goats are satanic. You're Fauci, match made in heaven. This devil beast will chase you in there. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And it's like, Fauci, you're the king of making people do what they don't want to do. And so you're the last guy that I'm ever going to listen to when they complain about not wanting to go along with somebody else's program, you stupid son of a bitch. So everybody punches Fauci in the throat repeatedly. Tom actually kind of goes on for a little bit longer than anybody's comfortable with. Like we're all for it, but Tom takes it a little too far and you being the hero that you are, you put a hand on Tom's shoulder as he's just in a furious rage. You say, Tom scale it back. We need that arm ready for playoffs. When we go back to the present and Tom says, yeah, you're right. You're right. Go Bucks. I miss the Patriots. I miss New England. Tom kind of has a moment of reflection and he's like, the Atlantic Northeast was so good to me. It's not just about Boston and Massachusetts. I had fans in New Hampshire and Maine and Vermont. And that's when you give Tom a really sturdy hug and you say, you still do, man, you still do. Then Fauci stumbles blindly into the pitch black labyrinth. The Minotaur smells his shame, cowardice, and malevolence, which are wafting through the air, and charges in after him. Boy, is that thing moving fast. And you faintly hear Fauci say, I'd like to suck you off in the name of AIDS research. It's like, well... That's science for you. Minos then looks at Daedalus and says, I like Elon as an inventor way better than you. Even though you just built this thing. And Daedalus starts to lose it. He's like, What did you just say to me? He's like, Yeah, this fellow over here, Elon, he's a really good inventor. And I think he's better than you. He could have designed all of this and it would have looked more futuristic. And Daedalus is so rattled. He's like, No. And Mino says, Well, despite your belly aching, you're going in here. Now, you're going in. And I found your kid, Icarus, and he's going in too. Daedalus is not pleased with that. But we all look at each other, and you are actually the most outspoken one of the group, and you say, Daedalus. You had to have known this was coming. You messed up, man. That stunt you pulled with Minos' wife, that was so inappropriate. And Icarus, good kid, he's like, hey, before we go in there, can I just have a powwow with my dad? And Tom's like, nothing like father-son love. And it's like, Tom, I saw that video of you. Um, You're on thin ice, man. You're gonna wanna go ahead and keep your comments about father-son relationships and dynamics to yourself. Dayla says, we need an escape plan. Icarus, go into town, get a fur coat, but instead of fur, have it be made out of feathers. Get a feather coat, get a bunch of candles, get some wood and some metal and some rope. And Icarus is like, dad, what are you talking about? daedalus is like i'm an inventor son you listen here and elon's just like you're a fucking joke bro but icarus goes into town he gets all these things and then minos is like all right guys get in there it's over you're probably going to be killed by the monster within and so those guys they're in there and they we know the story they fashion some wings they take the wax and the feathers and the metal and the rope and the wood and they make them into pairs of wings make three sets a lot of you right now are saying i thought in the myth they only made two sets oh they made a third because daedalus and fauci had quietly developed a friendship when nobody else was looking and that's how you know that daedalus actually wasn't a good dude at all really bad guy to be honest So they make these three sets of wings and they're like, All right, we gotta split. And the three of those bros, they find Fauci, and he's not dead, unfortunately. And they give him a pair of wings and they've got their own wings and they start flapping about and then all of a sudden they're flying. They're airborne. And Daedalus, he gives his cautionary words to these guys, to his son and to Fauci. Says, Don't fly too close to the sun and don't fly too close to the water. If you fly too close to the sun, wax is going to melt. And then you're going to be taking a dive. You go too close to the water, it's going to weigh down the feathers. And then you're in trouble as well. Fauci takes the opportunity to say, mask up. And it's like, Fauci, these guys have no idea what you've done and what kind of a guy you are. They're all kind of hovering. They're like, wow, this is flight. This works. It's a good thing I came up with this as an escape plan. And then the Minotaur comes out of nowhere and rips Fauci's wings apart and speaks for the first time in his life. And he's like, Fauci, I'm not going to kill you, but you're not going to escape. You're going to stay here. That's what the Minotaur says. Icarus and Daedalus take off over the sea. And Icarus is pumped. He's like, my dad's an inventor. I love this he's flying high and bombing low and flying high and bombing low. But unfortunately, during Daedalus's pep talk, Icarus was paying too close attention to Fauci and his nonsense about masks and other stupid shit that didn't apply to the situation. And he didn't heed the warning that his father had given him, even though his father was trying to look out for him, despite all of his shortcomings, of which there were plenty. Icarus flies too close to the sun. The wax melts and he plummets into the sea and he dies. And Daedalus has nobody to blame for that, but Fauci. Fauci, why did you distract my child? So Daedalus flies back to the labyrinth. He's flying overhead and he sees Fauci wandering around and he lands. He's like, can I talk to you for a second, ma'am? And Fauci's like, are you vaccinated? Daedalus is like, dude, what is wrong with you? My kid's dead. And he's like, that's science for you. And it's like, Fauci, what are we doing here? Then in a fit of rage, Daedalus yanks Fauci out of the labyrinth and brings him and plops him straight in front of Elon Musk. You, me, Elon, Tom. King Minos, and a harem of women, educated women. We're all sitting by the sea writing poetry. And Daedalus drops Fauci off and we're like, what's the problem here? Why is, uh, we didn't ask for this. We don't want him back here. Daedalus says, I've had a lot of aha moments. I'm not as good of an inventor as I thought I was. A lot of the things that I've invented have actually had terrible consequences. My story should be remembered as a guy who thought he could invent whatever he damn well pleased and that there wouldn't be terrible consequences, even if I thought the invention was sweet. My kid died. I made wings. It was cool for a second, but now my kid's dead. That happened in a short time period. and Elon has a reflective moment. He says, wow, I need to be careful about the things that I invent in the future because as an inventor, making something might not always have the intended outcome, no matter how well intentioned I might think it could be. And that's when I turn to Tom and Elon and say, I want you guys to run for president and vice president. And you say, I second that nomination. And I say, okay, well, we've gotten everything we've needed to out of this journey. And I say, time to go back to the present. Do this thing right. Musk Brady, 2024. And you take me aside, and you're like, hey, what are we doing with Fauci? Do we bring him back to the present? And Fauci looks over and he says, eh, catch me at the bathhouse. And he goes back to Athens. And then we all come back to the present and nobody's ever heard of Fauci. And coronavirus is not really an issue. And Elon is a good dude. And so is Tom. And you're a great person too. Whether you're a guy or a lady listening to this, you come back to the present with a restored sense of self-worth and purpose. And you're like, everything makes sense, except maybe we don't do this democracy style. Maybe we do this forceful takeover, do a little Minos style, just take what we want. We'll still have a president and vice president of Musk, Brady, 2024. No votes necessary. You say that to yourself. You're like, I've got such good judgment. I don't need anyone to vote on this. It's about damn time that the unilateral decision-making was taken in a high-level, high-ethics direction, Musk-Brady 2024, by any means necessary. And that's Darby Cast for you. That's Wild Card Friday. Hope you learned a lot. That's time travel. That's love. That's science. That's everything.